Hello, Hive Nation, and welcome back to another episode of the Hive Nation Podcast, where we connect you to experts in coaching, mentorship, leadership, and personal and professional development. Each week, we bring on a coach from the Hive Professional Network to bring you the knowledge you need to grow personally and professionally. I'll hand it over to JB to introduce today's guest. Thanks, Greg. Today, we have Kira Bloomquist with us. Kira is the owner and operator of Kazloom Consulting here in Saskatoon. Uh, I hear she does wonderful work. Um, we will find out shortly. Uh, so, Kira is the only certified digital marketing expert in Saskatchewan, correct? Correct. Uh, Kira has uh, basically three mission goals within marketing. One is marketing and advertising strategy. Two is digital marketing and tracking and analytics. And three is online optimization. Um, Kira also holds a degree in commerce, specializing in marketing, uh, and uh, a minor in finance, an advanced international business stream designation, indigenous awareness training, and certified digital marketing expert designation. Yes. That's fancy titles. Yes, it's far too long to list. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, thanks for being here, Kira. We really appreciate it. Happy to be here. Awesome. I have, uh, I'll start with my one first question and it's, it's just on everybody's mind today about AI and how AI mm-hmm. is going to be changing the world and taking over everybody's life. So um, where do you see marketing going in regards to AI and how businesses can capitalize on that? Right. So I actually talk about this. I have a Slack channel open to the public. If you want to join, you can go on my LinkedIn um, slash Chasm Consulting, Chasm with a K. Um, and join the Slack channel because I do talk about that in there. Um, What AI enables marketers to do is increase their productivity. So you can give, for example, chat GPT, right? Everyone's talking about it. Give it prompts and use it to create a structure for you to work off of. Can it replace people? No, even though apparently it can, it can pass some medical exams and stuff. Sure. Um, but using it for prompts and structure to increase productivity and kind of give you a boost in uh, what you're able to output is the power that I see it having right now. So. And so uh, have you used it in, within your business then? Yeah, I use it for a series of things. Um, I haven't relied on it yet. I use it more as a foundation to increase my knowledge and awareness about things. So, for example, the other day I used it for keywords. And I just saw what... um, I, I just looked at its output and... I added those keywords that weren't in um, the Google ads generated keywords and then I did more of the analysis and stuff like that and some of them were good and some of them weren't. Yeah. So it's, it's really helpful to think from a different perspective. Um, me, myself, I'm creative in nature and that is uh, chat GPT is very analytical and you know, it's just a scraping of the web. So it's good to have kind of two areas to work with. So if I were to say to somebody listening to this right now that owns a small to medium-sized business, would I tell them to use AI and 
narrow down what they're looking for and then contact you and take that one step further or would it be the other way around? Well, to answer that accurately, I'd have to know more information, but typically what you need is to contact an expert and then the expert can tell you what you need. So it's kind of like going to the doctor, right? You don't tell them, you might tell them what you think you have, but at the end of the day, you're going to go with what the doctor says. So WebMD lied to me, is that what you're telling me? It might not be cancer. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. that's great, I, and I think I think you know eventually AI is going to be a big uh, you know part of everybody. So we should try and mm-hmm. learn how to you know utilize it for everything that we do going forward. Hundred percent integrated, harness the power, right? It's anyone who tells you otherwise is um, potentially gatekeeping. So sure. I you know working with tech startups across Canada, you well I I guess I'm, I'm very tech friendly and tech forward and I like to learn new things and try out new softwares and see their uses, right? Utilize every every asset that you can. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, what is one area of digital marketing that has advantages over traditional print? Ooh. So the difference, the main differences between traditional marketing and digital marketing is traditional is mass and on targeted or not personalized is the better way to put it so for example it's also more passive so for example a billboard if i'm driving to work i have no choice but to see that billboard i might have zero intent to buy that new car but i have to see that ad whereas if i was you know intentionally looking for a vehicle and i got an email saying hi Kira, i saw you were looking at xyz model is there something we can help you with so it's more personal, it helps you connect more, it helps you build, digital marketing is what I'm talking about now, helps you build more of a relationship with your clients. It also has better tracking capabilities because traditional marketing is very top of funnel. It's very awareness. Um, and the further down the, um, it's actually not a funnel, it's an hourglass, but the further down the top half of the hourglass you go, uh, the easier it is to track. Mm. So that kind of goes to your question later. But those would be the main advantages. But there definitely is a, a time and a place for traditional marketing. You know, I can't sit here and say it doesn't work because it does. Yeah. Greg and I just talked about this the other day. We saw a billboard and the question was, how do you quantify a billboard, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And how do you quantify the touches or sees or whatever you want to call it? that people have, have looked at the billboard and how does it equate to revenue for company XYZ? The, the answer right. that, that we came up with was you can't. Well, there's certain things you can do. So it also depends on the content you put on the billboard. So for example, if you were to put a billboard with a huge QR code on it, no text, just the QR code, which was the Super Bowl ad last year, yeah. um, you could quantify how many times that that unique QR code was scanned. Or you can say, okay, we're running a billboard from this time to this time. What does our website traffic look like to the previous week? Yep. And then you can't fully attribute stuff to that, but you can say, say I had 100 views last week and 200 this week. We can say with a fair amount of confidence that this billboard moved the needle 100-ish times in terms of website visits. And then if you have 
your website tracking set up appropriately within Google, you're able to see what page pathways they followed, where the drop-off was, is your site doing what you want it to do, X, Y, Z, all that stuff. So that's also why I offer those three pillars is because I'm biased in this, but I love to close the loop. Mm. So from going from making the traditional marketing campaign, because that's what we're talking about now, to like, what are the key takeaways? Did the campaign work? Did the website work? What are we measuring against? Like setting it all the way up for success and being agile. I actually just wrote a blog on agile marketing and how it can help businesses. Interesting. We'll have your links to everything uh, on the page so, so our listeners can see that as well. Mm-hmm. And it sounds really interesting. I'd like to see that as well. Um, another question that, that always I always think about this, you know, about marketing and, and the timing of marketing and, and how marketing timing relates to what you're going to be putting out there or uh, what you have already out there, right? So mm-hmm. um, in, 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 in relation to that, it is, is, is marketing timing more of a strategy or what is a good timing for a, a campaign, a marketing campaign? Depends on your business goals. Okay. So <clears throat> marketing without being attached to a business goal is can be obsolete because what are you tracking then? So if I ask both of you guys right now, what is marketing? What would you say? Uh, advertising. Okay. Lead generation. Okay. So the reason why I ask people that is because no one has a universal definition of it, which is interesting to me as a marketer, um, but it's actually tying, like, it's marketing has tentacles in every part of the business. It's not just advertising. It's not just lead generation. Mm. So it depends on your business goals. So if your goal is growth this year, yeah, invest in marketing. If your goal is build your MVP, invest in tech. Don't invest in marketing yet. Put your money and your resources where you need them. Gotcha. So how do those two grow? Are they? Does one go first and then the second? Or how do, how do you see? Do, they, do you have to do it kind of equally as you, as you grow? It depends on the company again, but in tech, you got to get your MVP right. You have to have a intelligent CTO to determine who is going or what's going to move the needle, what's not, what can wait, what can't. Build that MVP because if you market before your MVP is ready, you risk drop off, right? People have very high expectations for websites and apps these days. And services in general right yes. so making sure that you're ready to rock first is really important because if I you know punch the gas and there's a whole bunch of people to your site and then you get like two conversions because no one really liked it that you, you're going to have to spend five times more money to reacquire those people to the point where they've been willing to try your service out again so make sure you're kind of buttoned up and ready to go gotcha. Well, not buttoned up and ready to go. MVP obviously is... Yeah, minimum viable product. Yeah. yeah, but have that together first, I would say. Gotcha, that's a great answer. Yeah, love it. Before we move on, what's your definition of marketing care? Mm, you got to pay me to find out. <laughs> that's, that's a great, great answer. answer. You can find it on the hive and the marketing hive. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's really great 
caveat into what I have to say. And in marketing, I think a lot of people overlook a lot of things. What is the, the most overlooked um, aspect in marketing strategy companies have? Tracking. Hands down, digital tracking. Because first party data is everything in my professional opinion because it's coming from your customers it's the equivalent if you know how to read it and set it up and track it it's the equivalent of sitting down and having a conversation with every single customer that's visited your site that data is invaluable Hmm. so it's not just how effective is my copy that's a hundred percent important but making sure that um Making sure that you have something at the end of the day, right? So everyone measures conversions, which is fantastic. That's the goal of it. You want more money in the bank. But if we didn't get that, if all else fails, what did we learn? How do we move forward? Mm. So that's that's interesting because it's something that I think we struggle with, like a lot of others. You, you look at these analytics of here's your impressions, here's, here's your engagement, here's your clicks. But what does that all mean? Like, what what is the difference between, you know, is uh, engagement something I need to be paying attention to or is it impressions? Like, what what is the big difference there and and why do those words matter? They matter for different CTAs, calls to action. So if you are trying to measure um, brand awareness, you would look at those metrics. You look at impressions because that's... 400 people that saw your product or service, right? So that would be the metric that would matter for higher level um, initiatives. But if you're looking for button clicks, that's a little further down, right? That's more like interest consideration. So those different metrics matter at different stages of what your goals are. That's why I always say you should be measuring against a business goal versus um, really anything else because you can change the campaign you can change like you can change the strategy you can change the budget you can change the target audience but you should never change your business goal that you're measuring against because all of those things should actually be tweaked and optimized to make sure that you're reaching your business goals mm. so can impressions in, in that same breath then so can impressions mean no no for today but not necessarily for tomorrow you would have to look deeper into the data to answer that. But um, yeah, because it takes on average, I believe, and this would have to be fact checked, but seven impressions, depending on the product and service and industry and all that stuff, to get a conversion. Okay. So impression number one, if you're expecting a 10% conversion rate, it's probably not realistic. I know that seems like a really low number, but it's it's not. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So in terms of optimization, then, if a business is moving towards that business goal of generating revenue, obviously they're getting to that convert stage. So how how does a business optimize their strategy to start converting, opposed to just brand awareness? You'd hire me, and I'd tell you how to do it. <laughs> Generally speaking, like it, 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 you know, give a free tidbit for for that. For the fans. Um, Only. Watch it. (laughs) I, uh, sorry, can you repeat the question? So when a business is optimizing their marketing strategy Mm -hmm. for uh, a business goal of revenue, 
-hmm. So they want to start converting more leads. What would be a, a good general practice on? Okay, more touch points. Easiest way to do that. So more touch points. So like I said, you have to have um, numerous out, uh, reaches with a customer before they're willing to convert, typically. Um, it depends on where you are in you know, your early adopter and da 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 stage. But typically, every tech company is an early adopter trying to attract those first, right? So you just want more touch points. So diversify what you're doing, how you're doing it. So are you doing email and social and traditional and events and influencer partnership relationships? Or are you just doing social and hoping people click on your ad, right? Like how is everything tying together? But I would caution before you do that, do it in little um, micro stages. So try influencers and then try social and then try email and then gather all that information before you put everything together and just throw money at the wind. Like test your legs before you run. Mm. Especially That's, for startups. Yeah. Because we don't want to waste time, money, or effort because those are the commodities. Yeah, I think that's a really important point because there's so many different channels you can mm -hmm. have. I mean, even just if you just look at social media as one, yeah. mm -hmm. Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, Snapchat. Snapchat, Slack, if you will, even. Like, yeah. yeah. All of these different avenues and it's... And one. different ways for each, yeah. right? So I could say, I could use an Instagram ad to say, DM me. I could use an Instagram ad to say, visit my uh, link tree Mm -hmm. uh, URL, visit my website, visit this CTA, fill out this form, join my subscription, um, yeah. or sign up for my subscription. So there's a lot of different ways to do it. Yeah. And that's where hiring a consultant and an expert is really beneficial. Um, I always say this to my clients, when you're inside the jar, you can't read the label. So I really personally humbled myself when I was building Kaz of my branding and my website and all the stuff for myself because as a founder, you have so many big ideas going on, which is fantastic. How do you articulate it to the public? And the easiest free tidbit, as you will, um, for the Hive fans is ask your mom if she can explain your product. Mm. So if my mom can explain what I'm doing, I've streamlined my communication enough for people to get it. I like that. And I like that too. We tested our sign-up process on my mom <laughs> because of that reason. I really, know. You know. Really good. Yeah. Um, it, she didn't have to, she's like, oh, walk me through it. I said, nope, you, no. you do it. Jason yeah. was there too, actually. And Yes, she, she went, she goes, yeah, that's actually pretty easy. Yes, yeah, she did. Yeah. We're like, perfect. And it passed the litmus test because yeah. That's what we were worried about, and to your point of the founders' ideas going around, no matter what the product or company or service is, the founder always knows it best because we've looked at it for 100%. 24 hours a day for the last six months, yeah. and we know it in and out. And it's like, mm -hmm. you don't get it? How do you not get it? Yeah. Right? Because that's your world. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's because I don't think like you, and, and <laughs> that's a big part of the hive where it's the diversity of ideas. So many people mm -hmm. think about things in, in different manners. And just because you see it one way, uh, your business partner may not, and your developers may not, and all, all these different people you work with. So back to the old school say, JB and me say it all the time, keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like I think too, is, is that on the optimization <clears throat> side on marketing, sometimes people can maybe get too 
big and flashy and and grandiose with it is that a trend that we see like if there's too much not in tech startups because <laughs> yeah. uh, you don't have again time money effort to do that yeah um, but there's some clients that I've worked with that um, were big thinkers and wanted you know the whole nine yards and I said again like let's test our legs before we run I would far rather have that conversation than hey we just blew ten thousand dollars on a great potential idea like let's make it a solid idea first gotcha but yeah um the last question and we we touched on it earlier just want to expand on it a bit so with those forms of marketing that we can't really quantify that they're directly generating revenue we talk about the billboards all the time mm-hmm. the in the area of marketing where like there's no way to track it like a flyer for instance like unless somebody specifically tells you hey i saw this flyer on my doorstep and that's why i called you today is does that for like does that marketing strategy that those intangibles if you will get chucked in the bin of well we're building that marketing foundation and we're building awareness even if it's not directly generating revenue or how how, how can you quantify that as a marketing specialist the easiest way that's pretty underrated is just QR codes. So for example, if I was able to set it up, and again with MVPs, this is probably not happening, but if say I'm going to a grocery store and they're advertising like peanut butter, jam, and bread, put a QR code beside each one, and when I scan it, it adds it to my cart. Mm. And then you can compare it, I mean, Walmart would be able to do this because they're a billion dollar company, but um, then they'd be able to see, okay, did she actually buy those things? Mm -hmm. Very cool. Okay. I like that. It's simple. Mm -hmm. We talk about QR codes all the time. We do. I mean, a lot of people now There's free generators online. Yeah. A lot of people just have them. Hey, what's your, could you have a business card? No. Yesterday (laughs) at lunch. No, here's my QR code. Scan it. Yeah. And I think... That example, some people struggle with it because of the old, especially in the sales world where it's like, mm-hmm. nothing is like, it's just a habit. Here's my business card. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a special touch to it. I think, like you said, you know, traditional marketing, which I would put business cards in, mm-hmm. it's not gone. There's still a place for it, but you know, maybe a QR code is, is the way to do that now. Yeah. And then you can see who it's more trackable, right? So again, mm-hmm. like circling back to that data, I'm obviously quite biased. I love data, but... <laughs> Um, yeah, first party data is the most important data you can collect. Yeah, I like so. that. And then you can use that, that data, like you said, to funnel them into wherever you want after that. I like that. Yeah, test it. Make sure it works, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm also a business owner, right? If someone asked me to spend $5,000 on advertising, you're going to bet I'm going to have some questions no and I'm going <laughs> to want some answers. Yeah, no doubt. So let's set it up so that in the most transparent way so everyone's on the same page and I'm like some of my clients it kind of blows their mind if they ask me a question I'm like here let me share my screen let's go through it together and I'll say look here it is this is what I deduct from this any questions Mm -hmm. or deduce from it Um, yeah like just being transparent and having yeah having your your data so that you're not just like Oh, it went really well because there's a lot of predatory marketing consultants that will also just take the buzzwords and do what they're told. So, for example, if someone says, I want SEO, Kira, 
can you do that? I say, absolutely. Why do you want SEO? Mm. Right. Because that might not actually be the thing that you need for where you're trying to go. So I sit down first and I really understand what you're trying to do, why you're trying to do it so that I can give you the best recommendation. I'm not just going to take your money. You have to be moving the needle mm -hmm. for me. And that makes me feel fulfilled at the end of the day. That's why I do it. Mm -hmm. That helps, you know, cut out the BS too from the, the buzzwords, you know, around yeah. like, you know, like SEO. Like, I mean, you hear it all the time, right? Yeah. AI, you hear it all the time, right? Mm -hmm. You know, so it's, it's great for the time being, but is, do you really need it? Uh, that then that's where an expert always, you know, cuts the BS out, and that's why. Yeah, that was kind of like an ode to your question earlier. Be yeah. like, would you use AI first, or would you, you know, hire right. an expert first? And I'm like, well, go to the doctor, see, have a free consultation, yeah. right? Doesn't hurt, and then if you can, you know, use that consultation and get whatever you can out of it, and try your best without it, great. And if you can't, then cool hire me <laughs> yeah yeah right like i'm here to help i'm not here to yeah. really do anything else other than that sure yeah we all can use that as an example like for anything that we do mm -hmm. with the hive especially we're trying to help multiple yeah you know, industries Bunch of different and, categories. And, exactly right yeah. so it, it, yeah I, I really like that i really like the way how you said that that's awesome mm -hmm. um this was awesome kira thank you uh yeah, yeah. uh thanks for your time Okay, awesome. For the, uh, before we go, for the folks that aren't on the Hive or maybe listening today, obviously you can find Kira on the Marketing Hive. Um, do you have uh, maybe you know, an ideal client? Like, What does your client look like or is it anybody looking for marketing help? Anybody looking for marketing help, I'm happy to help. I typically work with tech startups, so I'm in five different provinces across uh, Canada partnering with incubators and accelerators to help these startups in their programs win basically with through any means that I can, which is marketing. Mm -hmm. So I also have courses. If you want to take a course with me, I can teach you some digital marketing so you can put it in house. Um, I like to do that as well because you can't always afford a consultant for the rest of mm -hmm. your life. So if you need some help, there too, I have built out courses around marketing strategy, digital marketing, and tracking and attribution. Very cool. Love it. So if you want to find me, go on LinkedIn is probably the best way to reach me. My name is Kira Bloomquist, K-I-R-A-B-L-O-M-Q-U-I-S-T. You can reach out to me there. Or my LinkedIn is Chasm Consulting, Chasm with a K, A-S-M, Consulting. Um, but we're here with the Hive, so go through the Hive. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. All right. Uh, Hive Nation, that's all for today. Thanks to Kira for joining us. JB and Greg, Hive Nation, we're out.